Welcome to the Abbott Loop Community Church Podcast. For more information about Abbott Loop, visit abbottloop.org. Well, it's my honor to introduce to you today Abraham Kantilal. He's from Northern India. I praise God for this wonderful time that we can all come together and worship him. And I'm very thankful that we are all alive and safe. I was in this earthquake, and maybe this is my first earthquake, maybe second actually, but, and uh, it was fearful, but uh, the Lord is in control. We trust in God who protects us, and Psalm 46, first verse says that we will not be frightened when the earth shakes, so we are very glad that God is in control. I thank you very much for uh, all your prayers, your partnership, and uh, um, for um, being with us in this uh, ministry uh, through your prayers and your support. And I was ordained from Abbott Loop, so I still hold an ordination from Abbott Loop, so I'm very thankful for that. On behalf of New Light International, from the directors, Mr. Vince and Beth Pomeroy, and uh, from also the board members in India, all the churches that are planted in the unreached places of India, and all the believers from all these churches, I bring greetings to you. I I'm a pastor for a Hindi church and Telugu churches, so uh, if you cannot understand my language, you'll have to really carefully listen to me because I don't speak much English. Uh, I'm trying to uh, speak, so uh, bear with my language too. Thank you so much for uh, the partnership. Uh, next slide, please. Just to go through the ministry, that's my uh, family. Um, my wife, Esther, we are married uh, from 2004. Um, my daughter, Elizabeth, is 13 years old, and uh, Isaac is 10 years old. Next slide. When we look at the world uh, today, uh, as of 2018, the world has 7.3 billion individuals, people. Out of 16,900 people groups, 7,000 languages, 237 countries. But when we look at the uh, world picture of unreached people, 3 billion individuals, are still unreached. Out of them, 7,000 people groups are mostly unreached. Next slide. So when we look at uh, the picture, uh, it's uh, the Christianity, 2.7 billion, 1.2 billion are nominal Christians. And we see many other world religions, the Eastern uh, religions and all Muslim tribals, Hindus, and all that. That's how the world is divided as of now. Next slide. India, uh, it's a small country. Uh, the area of India is only 2.2% pers uh, person more than, it's like double the size of Alaska, but has big numbers. Next slide. Uh, 29 states, 7 union territories, uh, 1.33 billion people, 1,652 languages and dialects. There are 2,533 people groups, and these are mostly unreached people groups. Only South India is pretty much reached and Northeast is pretty much reached with the gospel. Next slide. Yeah, this is it. Uh, population 1.3 billion, 1,652 languages, dialects. There is no Christian presence in 2,216 people groups. Next slide. This is where we are working right now. Next slide. When you look at uh, the religions in India, there are Hindus, Muslims, Christians are 5%, we say, but officially it is 2.3%. And there are six Bodhis, Jains, and other religions. Next slide. So the vision that uh, the Lord has given is go preach, make disciples, which comes from the uh, 
the Great Commission. Next slide. So uh, this started in December 2001 in Jansi, Uttar Pradesh in North India. Uh, the pillars of this ministry is vision. The Lord gave us a vision and uh, our faith to work hard and sacrificially. Next slide. This is what uh, is uh, presently what is happening. The, we are a team of 300 plus missionaries and staff. In 246 places, we planted churches where there is no church at all. The vision that we have, that the Lord has given is preaching where the name of Christ is never preached. Plant churches where there is no church at all and disciple believers for the ministry. We are presently working in 1,493 towns and villages. And um, in 1718, uh, we were able to preach the good news to about a, about a million people. There are three Bible schools with 45 students. Vocational training centers are the sewing centers and computer centers for youth and for women. 23 centers where 600 are trained um, every year kind of thing. Children help to 648 registered boys and girls. These are orphan children, um, destitute children, children in the children homes, and also um, after school kind of programs. Widows, uh, 116 widows or aged widows are being helped through this ministry. And uh, pregnant ladies, there are um, pregnant ladies are being helped uh, through the uh, ministry too. 35 ladies and four elementary schools with 650 children. And after school clubs, uh, have in 206 places, 8,000 children every day. These are after-school clubs. And uh, adult literacy centers are Bible study groups at different places. There are 110 Bible study groups where people come to learn to read and write, and they, uh, they have devotions and all that. There are 2,750 learners. Next. A brother came with me with this map um, many, um, uh, some time ago. A handmade map, map. Later on, I, I took the map out of the internet. This is a, a this is a district Oraya. 848 villages, 2.1 million people as per 2001 census. Male and female ratio is 1,000 for 868 women, and they are Hindus, Muslims, Buddhists, Jains. No church, no evangelist, no missionary. That's the kind of need there is. Um, that is still prevalent there. So um, the topic for today is you are a missionary. You are asked to go. And you are commanded to go, not asked to go. You are commanded to go. So uh, before we go into the word, I will, we will just close our eyes and pray that the Lord will speak to each one of us. Father God, we thank you and praise you for you are our God. You have saved us by your grace. And Lord, you have commissioned us to go, preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. Help us not to forget that. As we listen from your word, speak to each one of us. And Lord, help us to move forward in the direction you show us. Committing ourselves and this word into hands, in Jesus' name I ask. Amen. You are a missionary. That's what it is. If you are a Christian, you have repented of your sins. And the Lord has saved you. You are a Christian and you are a missionary. A missionary is a person who is sent on a mission. A mission is a task that is to be finished or to be performed. We are ambassadors for God. Because... 
we have seen, you have seen in the video, people are waiting for someone to go, to come and tell them the good news. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation, because the world is waiting. People are searching for truth. People want to know the true God. People are looking for peace. That's why you have seen uh, persons laying down in the video, going like that on a pilgrimage for 500 miles, maybe 300 miles away, like that, hurting themselves to please God. In all the religious worldviews, we see that people attain their salvation by doing good deeds, doing something so that, uh, so that they can please God. And there, um, people go for yoga, people do all other things, and uh, just uh, getting some peace and meaning for life, or joy, success, and all these proper relationships and healing. So people are waiting for someone to come and share the good news. That's why they are searching for someone to come, come and tell that. But the truth is this, only the truth can set someone free. And if the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. We, are, uh, we sung a song. If the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. And the, the, uh, the truth is to be presented to the people, and that is in our hands. And if we don't do that, who will be doing it? So the question is that, and uh, someone said like this, the most valuable thing in the world is truth. So valuable that it is hidden by bodyguards of lies. The most valuable thing is truth, and it is hidden by the bodyguards of lies. So when you present the truth, people will oppose it. The lie will oppose it. The enemy will oppose it. And the uh, darkness will oppose it. Because where there is light, the darkness cannot stay. But where there is already darkness, when you go with the light, the uh, darkness will definitely oppose it, oppose you. You'll be made fun of. Your friends will say unnecessary things. They will say a lot of things. They will oppose you. They'll beat you up. They'll put guns at you and say, if you come back, you'll not go back. But the Lord, who is with you, will, will be with you. He has promised, lo, I am with you till the end of age. And he will be with us. There, there was a time when guns were put here and said, Abraham, next time you come back, you'll not go back. But I, I went back to the same village. There is a church planted in that uh, village right now. And people come together and worship in those places. So God can do miracles. And if we are ready, he is willing to do those kind of miracles through our small lives. We, are, we may not be big. Our family may not be known to anyone we, uh, and all that. But still, when we come into the hands of the Lord and we are obedient to, the, to his word and be willing to go and, and uh, um, just preach the gospel, just be a witness to people, the Lord will definitely do miracles through your life. And those persons who are, are waiting for the, uh, the good news, they will know the Lord. We cannot save anybody, but it is God who saves them. Why is our faith different? Why is our faith exclusive? Because truth is different. Truth is exclusive. All other uh, worldviews, we see that people please gods and uh, people try to do good deeds to please gods. When you look at uh, the Muslims, they do good deeds so that they can uh, go to paradise. When you, when you look at the Eastern religions, all of them, they try to attain salvation through their karma, which are good deeds, so that they can receive the moksha, which is salvation. Right? You have seen uh, in the video I have shown, there are people taking baths. They are not taking baths there. It is river Ganges, where people are t dipping themselves in the dirty water so that they, their sins can be washed away. Their sins can be washed away. And the water will be really dirty. 
there'll be dead bodies floating around. In the dead bodies, people will just push the dead bodies and take a dip so that their sins can be washed away. Because they are hungry. They are waiting for someone to come and share the good news. When the good news is taken to them, definitely there will be opposition, but the Lord will do his work in those people's lives because the word will never come back in vain, right? When we preach the good news, the Lord will do his work of grace in those people, and he changes their lives. So, so only the truth, and uh, um, this is through the uh, salvation that God has provided. And uh, salvation is a gift from God. And through the sacrificial death of Christ, and through his grace and unmerited favor. We are not eligible for the grace, but God has shown his grace towards us, and the gospel makes us righteous when we are redeemed. And we become vessels to, his, to him. We, we can worship him, and we can praise God because we are redeemed, and he has made us righteous, and we become his priests, and we uh, worship him and praise God because he has created us for his glory. Dear brothers and sisters, today, when we look at the world, the, the doors are wide open. In Romans 10th chapter, 14 to 15 verses, it says like this, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can they believe or call on him in whom they have not believed? These are people who have not heard even the name of Christ even once, there are many who have not heard the gospel even once. How can they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? How can they believe on him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching the good news? How are they to hear without someone preaching the good news? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? There are many questions here. How, 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 right? How can they call on whom they have not believed? How can they believe on him who they have never heard of? And how can they hear unless someone preaches? And how can someone preach unless they are sent? Today, the world is truly at our doorsteps. We can travel faster. We have communications, technology, media, has shrunk the world to into a small little village. Our own town, when we look at Anchorage, there are so many restaurants, Thai restaurants, Indian restaurants, and many other restaurants that speaks that many nationals are staying here from all nations, all tribes. People are staying in your town itself, and you don't need to go somewhere else, but when you walk out of your church, that is your mission field, and that's where you can be a witness. So um, you don't need to go somewhere else, but that's where, wherever uh, you go, you can see people from different uh, backgrounds. Many are waiting for someone to come and share the good news. And it's not just that we give, feed the hungry, educate the poor or the needy, or fight the injustice for the downtrodden and healing the sick, but do nothing for their soul, then, the, then we are answerable for their lives. But their salvation, because... 
We, we have friends whom we meet every day, but maybe we are not even sharing the good news to them. When Jesus healed that paralytic person in Mark's second chapter, he said, like I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go. Before that, is he said, man, your sins are forgiven. First things first, man, your sins are forgiven. Then he said, I say you, you rise up, pick up your bed and go home. So uh, it's our responsibility to share about, uh, about God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 16 verse, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. The gospel is the power of God. Paul says in Romans 1, chapter 16 verse, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. It is the power of salvation for everyone who believes. He said to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. 2 Timothy 4, chapter 5th verse. He says, do the work of an evangelist. The brothers and sisters, Acts 1, chapter 8 verse says, like uh, uh, you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive the power and you will be a witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and, and to ends of the earth. We will be ambassadors of Christ wherever we are. And uh, when we, uh, we can see a lot of um, examples from the Old Testament and also the New Testament, that our testimonies are powerful. When we go in the name of the Lord, the Lord speaks through us. When we stand in the name of the Lord and trusting in God, He does His work through us. And we can be a witness wherever we are. Uh, just, uh, just remembering Joseph in the Old Testament. He was in the jail uh, on accusation of rape. And this, uh, this boy was brought in front of the Pharaoh one day. And he says... In the power of the Lord, he says, seven years, there will be abundance. Seven years, there will be nothing. Which foolish king will believe a, a guy who comes out of jail and says that seven years, I'll be in your palace later on if that doesn't happen. Right? But the power of God and the testimony, he goes and speaks before this pharaoh. The pharaoh says, I pharaoh. Nobody can even scratch their head or lift their hand up without your permission, Joseph, because you will be in charge of it, because you have come in the power of the Lord, and you are wiser, right? Because the power of the testimony, David, a little kid, he never fought anywhere. He goes to the king, he goes to the king and says, I have killed a lion and a bear. Which foolish king will uh, uh, believe that? He will say, like, bring me the, your hunter's license, or like in Alaska, <laughs> or if you have really killed it, your written note that you have caught so many salmon fish or bears, <laughs> right? But the king was able to believe in him because David stood in the name of the Lord. He says, I will go and fight. I don't know how to use your swords. I don't know how to wear your uh, bulletproof jackets and all that. But this is what it is. I will go in the name of the Lord. And this king was able to believe in him because... He, David, that little boy, was able to stand, uh, was testifying with the power of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to that king so that he can go, he can send this little boy to put his, like, total kingdom. Right? If, if David lost the war, do you know what, what could have happened? Israelites could have been, like, slaves for Philistines. But God um, um, helped that uh, the king could trust in that testimony because God spoke through David.
Many other testimonies we see from the Old Testament, Jonah. The Lord said to Jonah, arise and go to the city of Nineveh. Jonah goes, buys a ticket and uh, sits in a, <laughs> in a boat, sleeps in a boat actually. And uh, I don't know if, um, if there might, might be anyone who must not have woken up at 8.29 two days ago when that thing happened. Maybe there must be a few people. But uh, generally, like, when that thing happens, you'll be awake, right? So Jonah was sleeping when there was a, um, what do you call that? <laughs> a storm. Storm in the uh, sea. People were not able to sit down, and he was sleeping. And people uh, go and wake him up and say, how can you sleep, Jonah? Get up. And uh, he says, oh, this is because of me, you know, because of me. And he says, like, just throw me out. He, he said, I will jump out. He did not say, I will jump out. But he says, throw me out because God is showing this because, uh, because, I, because of me. But they believed in what he said, right? They all believed in God immediately. They said, man, we are not throwing out. We are throwing all our things out. And later on, because the storm did not stop, they believed in his testimony and threw him out. The Lord sent, sent a big uh, sea creature so that Jonah could go uh, to Nineveh and preach against Nineveh. And the people of Nineveh, when they heard the good news, not the good news, but the bad news, is 40 days you'll all die, they repented and the Lord showed mercy on them. 120,000 people uh, were saved on that day because the God is a God of compassion. But that testimony in the boat, they believed because it was from God's side. Jonah on God's side. New Testament we see. In John 4 chapter, there's Samaritan women at the well. Jesus spoke to her. And he, he speaks about all her life, right? You, know, you, you were having five husbands and the one with, with whom you are is not your husband. And she gets freaked out and she goes back into her village and she hears the good news and she goes back and she says, the message is there. And all the village, the whole village, listened to her testimony. Who would listen to a testimony who has five, five husbands who, who are not hers, and the husband she was having is not hers? Who would listen to such a testimony? But the whole village came there, and Jesus spoke to, uh, to them, and many have, asked, uh, have come to the Lord. That's what the word says in John 4 chapter. Many have come to the Lord, on that day, dear brothers and sisters, the power of the testimony. Peter, Luke 5 chapter, we, uh, we know. Peter was a discouraged man. He did not find uh, catch any fish. And he was uh, cleaning his nets outside. And Jesus preached from his boat. Uh, when Peter heard the word, he had faith uh, in Jesus. He had faith in the words of uh, the Lord. And uh, Jesus asked him, asked Peter to take the boat inside to fish. Peter says, Lord, I have fished all night, caught nothing. But because you say, I, I will cast my net. And he casts his nets and net and he catches so many fish. In John 21st chapter we see, Peter was discouraged once again. He takes all other um, um, disciples and goes fishing. And he says, I'm going fishing. Whoever wants to go fishing, let's, let's go fishing. And the, uh, when uh, he, he, catches, he catches nothing all night. He comes back in the morning. Uh, at the shore, there was this person standing on the shore. Jesus was standing on the shore. And he says, friends, do, did you catch anything? They said, no. Jesus says, put your net on the other side. They caught 153 fish. And immediately, uh, Peter recognizes. And uh, later on, 
when he receives, he has the encounter with the living God, when he receives the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter stands on the day of Pentecost and he preaches before thousands of people. He was speaking in the language he could speak and people there were able to listen in their own language. That is the power of God that he can use you wherever you are. You are made to go. Mark 16, chapter 15, verse 20th verse. The Great Commission, it speaks about go, preach, pray, leave to God's hands. You go, you preach, you pray for that person and leave into God's hands because you are the, not the one who will uh, save a person, but it is God who will save a person. Whoever believes will be saved and whoever does not believe will be condemned. So we need not take that onto ourselves. Whoever believes will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Dear brothers and sisters, we are uh, in the end of the age and we need to be serious about our spiritual life. If you have not believed in Christ till now, come to Jesus. He is willing to save you today. Whoever believes will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. It will drive out demons. To quickly uh, share about a, a story. Um, a few believers from Kanpur, which is... Uh, in northern India, there were these brothers who accepted Christ as a personal savior and they, they felt immediately that they should go out and preach the good news. So they go out and uh, uh, they went into the, this village and started praying for people. And God was doing miracles through them. They hear a loud uh, sound from a house. A person was shouting from inside, abusive words and all that. And um, so these brothers go there, go and meet that person, uh, go to that house. The, the people in the area said, like, uh, no, don't go to him because he's demon-possessed. He's uh, being very rude and be beating up. So they have tied him with iron chains, steel chains, and uh, put him in a room. He was naked, and he was urinating and everything in that, same, in that room. He was living like an animal. That's the kind of life he was in. So these brothers, the three brothers, go into that room, and they, they wanted to pray for him, and they prayed, and the Lord did a miracle there, and that person... Lakan Singh was, um, he was delivered from the demon oppression. Immediately he sees himself and he was naked and he was all dirty. He wanted to have clothes. He wanted to wash himself and he washes himself, puts on clothes and he comes back. The brothers pray for him and they share the gospel to him. He accepts Christ as his personal savior. When Lakan Singh was in that stage, he, his wife left him. His wife left him when he was being crazy. And, and um, nobody liked him. Nobody wanted to talk to him. But this is what happened. When he accepted Christ as his personal savior, the Lord blessed him so much. He got a government job. He, he, he became a teacher in a high school. And uh, he, his wife came back to his, uh, to his house. And his house has become a house of prayer. Whenever I go to that place, he calls his friends and everyone. They block the road for some time. He takes the Bible and sings the word uh, as it is uh, in Kanpur area. They sing the word with, uh, with uh, their dolocks and their harmonium. You have seen one person just uh, <laughs> doing one note. So th that's the kind of music they have. But they sing really well because they sing the word of God. One person will be uh, uh, singing one verse. All others will repeat the same one. That way they sing. And when he sings, people come. And whenever I go, he takes leave and comes there. That is the power of the testimony. That is what happens. when it's a, This is what will accompany to, from who, who, who believes 
this is what will accompany you. You'll drive out demons. And when people go there, especially in these villages, there are, there's a lot of demon oppression, um, oppression and uh, people are getting delivered from that. Speak in new tongues, languages, new tongues, and also pick up snakes. God, God's protection will be there. We travel to Bihar, where, where, where there's a saying that if you have a wristwatch on you, and if it is not still on you, then you are not in Bihar, okay? So uh, you'll be robbed. You'll be robbed. But, but uh, I, I travel, I like to travel in the night times with my four or five team members in a Jeep. And we go in the night times because nobody will be on the road. The police are frightened of the bandits. The bandits are frightened of the army and all that. So like, Nobody's on the roads. So we are, we are the only people on the road. So we, we drive. No truckers will be there. No, no, on the highways, the national highway will be closed from evening 7 o'clock till morning 5 o'clock. Means nobody dares to. It's not closed, but nobody dares to. But uh, the Lord protects us. You pick up snakes, nothing happens. You drink deadly poison, uh, you, will, uh, you will not be dead, right? And, um, <laughs> and you place hands on the sick, they will be healed. These are all the things that will accompany those who believe. The Lord will use us in such a way. Jesus went from place to place when he was in this world. Luke, uh, in Matthew 9 chapter, we read that. He went from villages, towns, preaching the good news to people. People and teaching about the kingdom. He says... In Matthew 9, chapter 35th verse, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers into the harvest field. Dear brothers and sisters, we heard the word. It is a command. It is a commission that we should go. We should witness. Our life speaks more than our words. So just live a Christian the law and people will draw towards you. Whenever you get an opportunity, tell about Jesus. The Lord has given us an assurance. Surely I am with you always to the end of ages. Matthew 28, chapter 20th verse. When Isaiah heard the challenge of God to go, he responded, Here I am, God. Send me. Let us look to the Lord. Let us close our eyes. The word is preached. The Lord spoke to you. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Will you say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Will you say, here I am, Lord. Use me. If the Lord has spoken to you, dear brother and sister, commit your life for Jesus. Recommit your life for the Lord. Say to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready. Here I am. use me I want to share with my friend I want to preach to my neighbors 
I want to tell your goodness to the people who are waiting outside because only your truth can set them free. If you are willing to go, just take a stand so that I can pray for you. Wherever you are, you can stand up. The Lord says, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. You are a missionary. You are made to go. We think globally, but we act locally. The Lord says, Jesus said, pray to the master of the harvest to send in more laborers. There are many waiting for us. Many waiting for us to share the good news. If not now, then when? Amen. Thank you, brother. Will you stand, church? Before you go, Abraham, I want to just stretch your hands here towards Abraham, and we want to pray for him, his mission, and everything he's doing there. Father, we thank you so much, God. You called us each one to go. Father, thank you for Abraham and his life and his willingness and his team's willingness to go and preach your word where their lives are at risk. God, we speak blessing and favor over them. And Lord, as you prophesied, this is a year of shaking and things shaking loose. Lord, we declare that you're going to shake India loose for your kingdom in Jesus' name. God, you're going to shake loose salvations and uh, souls for your kingdom. God, I'm praying for exponential increase financially, exponential increase in leaders and in salvations, Lord, that the harvest will just begin to pour in as you send the laborers out. And Lord, I'm believing you for even support here uh, uh, stateside, uh, uh, from America side, supporting uh, the mission in India, Lord. We just believe in you for administrative help, for leadership help, for financial help, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Can we give Abraham just a round thank you so much. Bless you, brother. Love you. I've known Abraham since uh, 2002, I think. We've, we've been friends, mostly on my part. No, we've been friends the whole time. It's been good. You are made to go. This isn't an option. Each one of us called, made, shaped to go. And this prophetic word, seeing this new drumbeat that the Lord is bringing to each one of us, how about we shake it up with bringing the word of God to our communities, to our, to our neighborhoods, to our schools. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Come on. I've ne- the three hows of Romans 10. You can remember that, right? If you don't do, man, how is it going to happen if we don't? go if we don't preach if, if we're not sent how's it going to happen god called you and i he, he knit us to his purpose and cause in fact your identity you're not going to understand who you truly are and experience fulfillment in your life until you begin to preach the gospel you're commanded you're commissioned you're made it's not someone else's job it's your job you're made for it you're shaped for it Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift you high. We love you today. God, as we exalt you just before we leave, we're going to exalt you in worship. 
You're who we, who you say we are, and we're made to be missionaries. We're made to go and bring the good news to those around us. We exalt your name in Jesus' name. Before we leave, we're going to just worship just a little bit more, and I want you to think about how you're going to shift who you are and where you're at right now, and are, do you believe you're made to go and you're called to go, and what are you going to do? I want you to lay that before the Lord as you worship and think about who he is in your life. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at abbotloop.org and like us on Facebook. We hope to see you soon.